HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Thursday, June the 28th. I'm your host, Donald Ware, and I had a chance to take a look at the Virginia Union Panthers on yesterday, and uh, I hope you've been enjoying these daily podcasts. Well, uh, on the line as a matter of fact, and as a matter of fact, today we're going to take a look at the Virginia State Trojans who finished with a record of 10 and 1 CIAA champs and and of course got an, a a berth in the playoffs and now in his third season as the head football coach of Virginia State is Reggie Barlow who joins us here again on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Coach Barlow, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. Glad to have you. I want to start here before we talk about spring and talk about last year and all of that. You know, what did it mean to you as as a former player in the National Football League coming out of Alabama State and HBCU to have one of the and you've had multiple players that you've coached that has gone that have gone on to to the the National Football League when you were an assistant coach. Of course, uh, Tavares Jackson comes to mind. Uh, the, the young man that, that played quarterback for you that ended up playing for Oakland, can't think of his name right now, ended up going to the league. But what did it mean to you to have Trenton Cannon drafted in the sixth round by the New York Jets? Yeah, it was, uh, it, was it meant more to me for him uh, than anything. Uh, you're talking about a young man that's always really committed to um, the team concept and works really hard. And uh, it's great to see guys who – uh, do it on all levels. You know, he graduated already. Uh, he's a great kid. Obviously, he's blessed with athletic ability, but it's a blessing to see uh, guys like that get rewarded. So uh, it was a big deal for us, for our university, being a Division two HBCU, uh, to have a guy get drafted in the sixth round. So uh, we're excited for him, and uh, obviously we're pulling for him and hoping uh, all things will work out. When you came in a couple of years ago, you had a chance to have him for two years as a guy, again, that played in the National Football League, that knows what a National Football League player looks like. Was he an NFL guy when you first saw him? Yeah, I, I think my first year, um, obviously, I knew he was special. Um, I, I knew he was much better than many of uh, the guys that were in our conference and on our team, matter of fact. Um, but my second year, obviously having him and seeing some of the runs he made, some of the blocks he made, some of the catches he made, uh, seeing him in a return game, uh, it kind of sealed the deal. Uh, you know, like you said, I, I played in that league and I uh, played with some really good running backs and um, in, in the NFL right now where there are so many, everything is specialty. Uh, you talk about having the first uh, second down back and then having a guy like Trent that can come in and do some stuff for you. Obviously, he can do some stuff in the return game. Uh, a legit 4-3 guy. So uh, I'm expecting him and hoping for him to go and do well. I mean, that, that the thing about the NFL, though, you got to earn it. I mean, that's everybody there is good. Everybody was a man on their team. So, um, man, that would be a challenge for him. But uh, I believe in him, and I think he'll do well. Last year, again, you, you when you thinking back to 2016, and you know you were one game, your first year at Virginia State, you were one game away from possibly playing in the CIAA 
championship game and then ultimately not only did you play in the game this year you 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 won the CIAA championship in your second year I want to get your thoughts on 2017 as you've had a chance to reflect and you guys winning the championship and then ultimately going on to the division two playoffs yeah 2017 was a really good year for our team our university uh for our program um um, obviously, a head coach is always out front, win, lose, or draw. But uh, we were blessed with some really good student athletes. Our guys uh, really took coaching. Uh, we lived by the acronym, the DASH, D-A-S-H-H. They bought into that philosophy uh, along with their athletic ability. Our assistant coaches did a great job of putting these guys in position. Uh, to make plays offensively, defensively, and then also uh, we fence. We don't call it special teams here. We call it we fence. But um, they did a good job putting them in, 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 the, in the right position, and the guys went out and executed. And um, it was a really good year for us. It was something to be really proud of for our university. First time it happened where we'd gone 10-0 and and obviously won a championship. So, uh it was a great season, and uh, really proud of our guys, and I was able to get rings on and stuff. So that's that's always special. I mean, you'll they'll be remembered forever, and um, you know that was that team, and that's one of the things I talk to our guys about all the time. I, I've been a college athlete. I got college ring, got an NFL ring, and you know, as a leader here, I just, I want uh, for those guys to experience that, and uh, they went out and played, and we were able to get that. <laughs> Absolutely. Did you, is there something, you know, West Georgia, especially more recently, has been, uh, you know, a team to be reckoned with in Division Two, And that was a tough loss for you all hosting that game. What did you learn from that game and maybe some things that, um, you know, that you can do to kind of get and take things to that next level and win um, playoff games in the NCAA Division Two playoffs? Well, I mean, obviously, I, I thought West Georgia was a really good team. I mean, they had uh, a multitude of uh, D1 transfers, and I'm talking SEC, ACC-type guys. Their coach did a great job of putting them in position to make plays. So uh, they're they're pretty good. But the score was 12-6 at halftime. We had our chances, and uh, obviously uh, we didn't get it done. I got to do a better job of making sure our guys understand uh, the tempo and the mindset once you leave conference play and going over to playoff ball. But uh, it's a challenge. I mean, obviously, being an HBCU, uh, we can recruit as many people as we want. We can recruit, uh, you know, white kids, Caucasian kids. But the reality of it, if they have an opportunity to go somewhere else, you know, that's probably where they're going to go. So uh, West Georgia – they were able to recruit white kids, black kids, and black kids will go there. They'll choose a West Georgia or many other universities over some of the HBCUs for whatever reason, whether it's academics, whether it's they feel like they got a better chance to get to the NFL or whatever. But so that there's a there's a huge difference in uh in in, in division two uh HBCU and division two uh, you know, the, the, the other kids, uh, the other schools. And, and that's just the reality of it. And um, and all you got to do is look at the numbers and it will show you why 
HBCUs hadn't fared very well in the playoffs. I'm not sure we've had, what, one or two or none uh, national champions. So, uh, but hey, that's part of it. And you know, hopefully we'll get another shot at that here down the line. Sure. L- let me follow up with you on that. So, do you feel like, so what are some of the things you feel like that your program? needs to do to be able to get on that level of a, of a West Georgia? I don't, I, I honestly, I don't think it's, uh, uh, how you get on that level is West Georgia. There's, you know, what, what people don't see is we can go and recruit white kids. We can, but if they have an opportunity to go to and the majority, a majority school, there's a 90 some percent chance that they're going to go there. So it's, it's not so much as what can we do to improve? That's, that's how it is. We're HBCU. Those majority schools, they can get the better black kids and the better white kids because they're not HBCU. And that's just, that's just what it is. And I'm not sure that plan field will ever be level where uh, division two HBCU or, uh, FCS HBCU will have a legitimate shot of going and competing against those schools. I mean, I, you know, that's just the reality. And all you got to do is look at the numbers. Men lie, women lie. Numbers don't lie. <laughs> I heard that, that the voice of Reggie Barlow in his third season as the head football coach at Virginia State. He joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row and, um, you know, Coach Barlow, talk about the quarterback situation because you had uh, Cook who took the majority of the snaps. But if you look at it, Nico Johnson um, also played a lot for you. What has what did that battle, what did it look like in spring? And uh, ultimately, um, you know, how are things going in the offseason now in, in terms of that quarterback situation? Yeah, so um, Kadero Cook, yeah, I mean, I'm so proud of this kid. You know, I coached him at Alabama State. Uh, he came there to play for us. Things didn't work out. I left there. He, you know, left there and ended up here. And I uh, had a great year for us. And uh kid still has two years left. Um, he, he, he threw the ball way better in the spring than I've ever seen him throw it. And that's a testament to our offensive coordinator, um, Coach Carney and uh, the time and stuff that he spent with Cook. So, um, you know, we're expecting Cook to continue on and uh, help us in the passing game and the running game the same way he did. Nico Johnson was a senior, so he's gone. Uh, but we have the, we, ha- we have a few other young men. Uh, Tavares Brooks uh, is a guy that we really believe in. This guy can spin it, has pretty good size, and uh, he's been in the system now for a year. And of course, and you always got to sign a few quarterbacks. So uh, we'll have some other guys that will come in and have an opportunity to compete uh, for the position as well. What What does that running back position look like now? Who are some of the names that you're expecting to step up this year, uh, of course, with now Trenton Cannon in the National Football League? Yeah, that, I mean, and, and the thing, you don't replace a guy like Trent. You just put guys there and, let them be themselves, but uh, we're excited about uh, Strickland, uh, a little uh, running back that played for us last year just a bit, but 
uh, just a solid guy. And, uh, we believe in him. We had Aaron Montz, who's a bigger back, uh, that will be able to fill a role or two for Steve Mines, um, uh, more of a shifty back that we have. Uh, we got a few transfers, uh, transfers uh, that are coming in. Um, uh, from 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 other schools that I think will give us an opportunity uh, to be solid at that position, uh, whether we're running it or passing it. Uh, so uh, I'm I'm looking forward to those guys getting the opportunity. Though uh, your schedule, boy, a tough schedule to start out. First four games on the road, it really exactly the same like Bowie State. It's uh, you know sort of interesting there, and you have two Division One opponents. And Norfolk State and Robert Moores, obviously you knocked off Norfolk State um, on last year in that big rivalry game, that Labor Day uh, deal there uh, in Norfolk. Uh, speak kind of to the schedule and having two FCS programs to start out in your first two games. Yeah, people have asked me about our schedule. I tell them, uh, looking at our schedule, especially the first two games, first three games, I've uh, I've slept like a baby. I've woke up every uh, five to ten minutes crying because it's so <laughs> tough. So uh, we got our work cut out for us, man. Um, Norfolk, we we you know that's a good program, and those guys are good. They 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 coach well, um, and I mean it's a it's a you know inner inner state game, big state, little state type of deal, and it's carrying on its its own personality. So uh, it's at their place, so it'll be a challenge. Um, but we just got to figure out a plan and, you know, hopefully have an opportunity. And then Robert Mars, we don't know a whole lot about them um, uh, up in uh, Pennsylvania. Um, so uh, once we play against Norfolk and see how we fare, we'll, we'll have an opportunity to plan for the Robert Mars game. But you know, every kid that comes to college, they all figure they can play 1A ball or FBS ball or FCS ball. So this gives them an opportunity to go up and see how they match up against uh, two really good schools that are well coached and um, uh, just see how, you know, see how they can do against them. And then lastly, it's interesting dynamic that you're there at Virginia State having a lot of success there with the Trojans in now your third season. I mean, mo you know, you're an, you're an Alabama guy, played at Alabama State, and then you played in the National Football League, came back coached at your alma mater as an assistant and then ultimately as a head coach. So your time has been, you know, Alabama and then, you know, Jacksonville, Tampa, some other places, but that National Football League kind of feel. So how are you settling down now in Ettrick slash Petersburg slash the Tri-City areas there in Virginia? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a different thing for me. But I tell you what, uh, Dr. Abdullah, our president, what an amazing guy with great vision, great leader, who's leading our university the right way and uh, doing some real positive things. Our uh, director of athletics, uh, Ms. Davis, um, this lady has hired winners. Um, and I'm not talking about me, but uh, the, the, the bar has been set um, by the coaches that we've had here in basketball and other sports that have done really well. So uh, she does a great job of uh, – letting us know our, our expectations and um and it's a good place i mean that the university um they offer so many uh great majors um and yet criminal justice is engineering is business is 
education, there's sports management. I mean, just a lot of things that people will really be interested in and majoring in. And uh, I've enjoyed it. Uh, the people have been good to us here. Um, the student athletes have uh, really bought into our philosophy and our mindset. And um, although I've never lived east, well, people out here call it south. I'm all confused. <laughs> and people up north in Washington, they say, oh, you're down south. And I'm like, no, down south is Alabama. But uh, I'll take it. Uh, it's been a real cool experience, and uh, we're enjoying it. That's funny. I'm, I'm a Washingtonian. Look, we're south, you know what I mean? And we, we don't think we are, but we, in fact, are. Uh, Reggie Barlow, in his third season as the head football coach at Virginia State, joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Again, the Trojans going to open the season on the road in that Labor Day Classic in Norfolk against the Norfolk State Spartans. Coach Barlow, we appreciate the time, and we'll catch up with you during the season. Yes, sir. Thanks a lot. So there you have it. Reggie Barlow, the head football coach at Virginia State, joining us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. And Virginia State, wow. I mean, two really, really good seasons. And the program, it's on its way. Um, Got to be the favorites to win the, uh, of course, the uh, CIAA championship game again on this season. That's going to wrap it up for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget As a matter of fact, to join us on tomorrow as we're going to take a look at Lincoln of Pennsylvania. Again, peruse the website, BoxToRow.com, BoxToRow.com. And don't forget about the weekend edition of From the Press Box to Press Row, heard on a radio station near you. Be easy. Hey, y'all, look like I'm going for a swim. Dunk on, I'm now swinging off the rim.